Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mum's Figuring It Out. I'm Roxanne St. Clair, and I'm here with my partner in awesomeness, Miss Jo Alexis. Thank you, Roxanne. Hello, and welcome, everybody. If it's your first time, welcome. And if you've been before, welcome. So thank you for joining us on another episode of Mum's Figuring It Out, where Roxanne and I will be taking a uh, a dive into another topic and this week's topic is about focusing on what you can control. I do like this topic, I think it's very uh, relevant to where we are now um, because when there's a lot of, I don't know, stress, overwhelm, um, there's so many different things going on in the world that's that's um, causing people to feel a sense of loss of control, I guess. Um, and sometimes that can be because we're trying to do everything for everyone, maybe. Um, we don't want to say no to people. We haven't established healthy boundaries. So I think there's, a, you know, we've got a lot of um, people to care for. We might be in the, uh, you might be in the generation like myself, where you've, you know, you've got children, although my child's an adult, but... Um, you're a parent and you've also got um, parents who are ageing or you may be a, a carer. So there's kind of a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. And um, that makes, you know, that can make navigating it all quite challenging. And so the concept of focusing on your control is on what you can control, sorry, is just really thinking about um, where do you have that influence? I mean, I know for me, it's come from um Covey's book the seven bits of highly effective people and I think he calls it your circle of influence or something like that but it's thinking about what is actually in your control because for example we, we can't control other people's behaviors we can't control their thoughts and feelings um we can control our own so it's really about what is it about myself the things I do my habits um that I can control, excuse me, um, that is going to help me, but also help others. Because we know that if we are fit and we are healthy and we are well, then we can better serve our families, the teams we lead, the people around us. So yeah, I think it's about finding what are those things, and this might be an exercise you have to physically write down about, but what are those things that are within your control and identifying those that are actually not your control they are the responsibility of other people and that folks was our episode <laughs> no just kidding <laughs> joe was on a roll there I was like wow go joe <laughs> yeah so i i like the way that you went in and you explained to people exactly what you mean by what you can control and the different aspects of life that may come at you that you can become quite easily overwhelmed. Whereas when you are, have got that focus and you know that this is what I'm dealing with, this is what I've got to deal with, let me focus on this. And sharing that and introducing that to people made it quite clear what you know what the meaning of this um, subject matter is. While you were speaking, one of the things that came to mind for me was our minds and how our minds work because a lot of the time what we tend to do 
is worry about all the things that might happen. And so rather than focusing on what we can control, our minds naturally seem to have this way of going off and worrying about the thing that we don't want to happen. But we spend all the time and build up the story and the scenario around what it's going to be. Yet we don't want this thing, but that's where we go. And we can create the whole story, the whole picture. So we've seen the disaster, we've experienced the disaster that we don't want to have, but we're going to experience it, but we don't want to have it. And this is something where I think we've not been taught, at, you know, from that early age to switch that that switch off and not go there. If we were to write a story or a book around the thing we don't want to happen, this disaster, we'd be fantastic. We'd probably be bestsellers because we can go there. So we have the experience before the thing has actually happened. Whereas we were to actually look at, well, what is it I actually want to happen? And what is this situation that I'm in now? And as you know, Joe mentioned that we may have children that we're raising. So what do we want for our children? What do we want our relationship with our children to be? And then within that, what influence do we actually have? So how do we manage that influence that we have and make that work for us? Rather than worrying about the fact that, oh, what if my child does this? What if this happens? We're then missing the opportunity to create the environment that we want, to create the space where we we as parents can have that connection with our child so that they can do well and we can feel good as parents so we don't have the, you know this parental guilt because we've done what we can with the tools that we have. So that's why I like where you gave that description, Joe, about not worrying about the other stuff. There are obviously going to be things that are outside of our control and we can't do it. We can't make other people's decisions we can't be in other people's heads forcing them to do anything that's not our role our role is to manage ourselves and I think when we actually get clued up on that and that's what we focus on that then gives us more power and makes us feel more powerful so that was my little addition there oh I like that (laughs) yeah I like where you talked about um the stories we tell ourselves and where our attention is, um, because we can sometimes forget that, you know, there's there's lots of sayings about our attention, but basically what we're, what we're focusing on or where, where we're putting our attention, you know, that's something we need to be mindful of. If we're telling ourselves about, like you just said, we, we think of what we've, we've thought of all these different scenarios in the future, but we're not being present with this is the here and now. Um, what do I want to really focus on? And I think it's that intentionally thinking about what we want to focus on because we can get caught up there's so many distractions as we know life is full of distractions um you know emotions all sorts of things happening around us and so yeah it's being it's being mindful of where where we're putting that attention so and and that's just a good exercise to think about well what what am I what am I focusing on because sometimes we're so focusing on those um those stories or or those negative things that we're just not present to the opportunities that actually might be there for us and that opportunity may actually be the solution to the problem that you're looking for but you're missing it because you've gone 10 steps ahead um to worst case scenario so it's it's thinking about how can we bring that back uh the other thing that 
that that came up as you was you were talking was also how um our focus can shift and um you know just kind of going back to the example uh, i mentioned before of you know as your you know your children are getting older your parents are getting older and you're caught there so then you're the things that you do, how you navigate that is going to be different. So, you know, if you've got a newborn baby come into the world, then that's your focus. That's your attention as they grow up. There's, you know, there's all these different stages and life is this kind of ever evolving change. <laughs> Although we don't like to talk about change, but change is always going to be there. And so by focusing on what we can control, it can help us better navigate change and navigate those transitions that we have in our life because they're always going to be there. So we kind of have to find ways of, okay, how can I navigate that? How can I, how can I figure that out? Um, and I also like how you talked about managing our influence, because I think that's the thing we probably don't always think about is our influence. And you know, as parents, we are influential, whether we want to be or not, we are we're influential to our children. We are role models to our children. Um, and again, going back to them, what? how do we want them to be able to navigate transitions? How do, you know, we wouldn't want them to feel overwhelmed and, and those kinds of things as well. So it always starts with us and kind of what can we do? And that will naturally kind of, you know, I always talk about the ripple effect. It will have that effect on our children, on our families and the people around us. Yes. And, it just reminded me of something actually that happened a couple of days ago because my yeah my children are grown they're adult men well young men and they're they're still at home and i i can be quite busy sometimes and i was going out the other day and my eldest turned around to me and and actually gave me a reminder that you do realize that this house is your home okay it's not a hotel <laughs> And I sort of looked at him. I said, does that mean that you miss me? <laughs> and he just started laughing. But I suppose when they were younger, I was their key person of influence. And I would be the one that would take them to school. I would pick them up. Even if I had to take them back to the office with me, I would go on their school trips. I would go and see their plays or their dance performances or go to their sports fixtures. So I was there, I was a constant. And they so I suppose they could depend on and rely on the fact that mum will be there. And now that I, which is something that I designed actually, we were talking about what's within our control because I knew that my children would be getting older and I didn't want to have that empty nester feeling. So once they started getting older and getting more equipped at managing their own lives and diaries, I expanded my influence and my interests and what I was doing so sometimes it does call for me to be out at a number of things in say even in a day more or less a week so I can see where they're coming from that from one day to the next they're not always sure if I'm going to be here if it's going to be a long day a short day but they know mum's always doing something so now their little way of sort of reminding me that they still want time with me is these little comments and yeah. it was it took me by surprise but it did make me laugh and we did have a good laugh about it as well but I've taken it on board because obviously the fact that he felt he needed to make that little quip means that they actually want a certain amount of time with me and they want to see me around they're not quite at that stage where mum is insignificant so 
it's a reminder to me that that quality time with them is still so important, even though they're young adults and they have their own lives and they go off and do their things. However, I've got to be mindful of that. And that was, a, you know, it's, it's for me to take it on board. And that's the other thing. Our children often say things to us and it's our choice whether we actually listen to what they're saying or we just you know, put it down to, okay, yeah, 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 and we go on and carry on in our own merry way. But then later on in life, we then wonder why, oh, why have my children not got time for me? So that's another note as us as parents is that the time we invest in them, we will see that return as they get older. So we can't not invest in them and then expect in our old age that our children are going to be there for us. Why should they? We haven't been their role models and exhibited that to them to show them how important they are to us. So then why do we suddenly feel that we're so important to them, but yet they're trying to navigate their own lives? Ooh, I don't know where that one came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love that comment from your son. Um because it's quite funny, it's like the role reversal, isn't it? It's like, normally that's the parent saying that to the child. Now you've got the child saying it to the parents. I think that's quite funny. Um, and, and yeah, as you mentioned, the emptiness, that, that's what sprung to my mind as well. That um, Because I was one of those parents that didn't, I mean, I did have some activities that I was doing, but, um, and I've mentioned this in, in, in previous episodes, but yeah, that when my daughter left to go to university was a big thing for me because I had invested a lot of you know focus and attention on her and you know um her growth and development um so yeah that was that was a a difficult one to to navigate for me and again it's thinking about what that focus and attention was for me so I did have to add to some of the activity I mean I you know I was playing netball and things back then so I did have it's not that I didn't have activities but the the dynamics in my home changed because it was just me <laughs> so <laughs> It's very different when you're own, even if there's one other person, do you know what I mean? So so navigating that was a very different thing. And I and and, and that's what I'm talking talked to before about, you know, your shift your focus may shift because then I had to focus more on myself and what I can do. And again, your child's at university, you have no control over that, you know. You 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 know, you you bring your children up the best way you possibly can. Um, but when they leave the nest, whether that's to go to university or they or they you know leave home um even if they go for a night out like you have no you have no control over that when they are when they are older so um yeah I definitely think that what you said about the uh yeah that was <laughs> I just love the hotel comment that just that's just that's made my day <laughs> thanks that also tells you how much Roxanne is always out just saying <laughs> doing good things though doing good things <laughs> Here to make a difference. <laughs> but the funny thing is that sometimes I invite them to come along. They may choose to come or not to come. And that's the interesting thing is that they feel confident enough that they can tease me about these things and they can say certain things to me and I will receive it in a particular way. And that's also something that I actually feel quite blessed about that they can tell me what's going on for them and where they're at and if they do see particular things they're not frightened to actually have that conversation with me and mm. that's you know that is one of the um, beautiful things that I appreciate because I feel that 
as human beings, we we that level of understanding and connectivity and communication is at the focal point of everything we do. Every relationship we have, we have to be able to communicate in a particular way so that we can understand each other. And unfortunately, this is, again is not something that we're actually taught effectively. I suppose intrinsically as parents, we try to do that with our children. But if we ourselves haven't been taught the fundamentals of why communication is important and what effective communication is, how do we then enact that? How do we live that? So, you yeah, know, both you and I, Joe, we've we've had specific training and we've invested a lot in our own personal development in order for us to be able to look at what effective communication is, what active listening is. But we are part of a minority. And this is part of why we're doing what we're doing with Mums Figuring It Out, because we wanted to share some of the tips and knowledge that we have with other mums, parents, so that they too can have the tools that will help them to communicate effectively within their families, within their workplaces, within their friendships and so forth. So these are some of the fundamental life skills that we should all have access to, but unfortunately we don't. And this is what we're sharing with our listeners so that they can actually figure it out. hundred <laughs> percent it's such an apt title um but yeah I totally agree with what you said communication is just so key and um like you said you're not you're not taught it per se it's it's something that you learn and you can learn it you can read books on it you can study it so you know I think you know everyone can improve their communication skills um I think the other thing when you were talking about you know being able to talk to your boys and having that open and honest communication um the other thing that sprung to mind for me as well is that um in terms of focusing on what we can control is as your children get older they may say no to things right and, <laughs> and uh, I remember there were times when you know when you think oh we'll have a really good day out or we'll go and do something and then you're like oh do you want to do this and they're like no and then you're like oh and but actually you know, we want to raise our children to be independent, to have healthy boundaries. And they can say no, <laughs> they don't want to do something with it. Do you know what I mean? Because we can get hyped up. And I think sometimes that happens as well, doesn't it? In, in terms of when we're thinking about focusing on what we can control is you can ask someone and sometimes we go in with the expecting a particular response and we may not get it and then we feel deflated. But actually that person is activating their, their control. Um and you talked about their power, which which that is to be able to say, actually, I don't want to do this today or whatever. And that's what we want to be able to do. Although I think as as mothers, we tend to have that nurturing thing where we were like, we're like yes, 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 I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Um, and actually, maybe not exercise our no as much as we we possibly can do. I can oh. see you look like you're going to say something there, Roxanne. So I'll let you jump in. <laughs> Listen, you got me with that one. You got as if you saw if you could be inside my head to see all the little things that were going bing, 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 bing. <laughs> but no, but you know, when you said about the saying no, but you reminded me of my two. And they they are so good at saying no, and they have their own subtle ways of saying no. One of them will say no, no, outright to your face. They're not interested, it's a no. And you know, don't even try to persuade them. 
the other one is a little bit more uh, discretionary. So they'll be, let me think about that. Let me see. So the minute they haven't said that automatic yes, you know it's going to be a no down the road anyway. But they just don't want to hurt your feelings. So they sort of let you down gently. That's down to communication, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But then on the other hand, sometimes there's certain things that I get surprised by and it's a yes. I'm like, oh. And and when I do get that yes now, I actually appreciate it because I think, oh, that's how nice. So there's that level of expectation isn't there anymore. Mm. That I think that's the different thing is that I suppose when when our children are certain age, up to a certain age, we have a level of expectation. Mm-hmm. But then this re-emergence of this adult child, mm-hmm. when they then when you then get the yes or you get something from them, yeah. you can actually have that appreciation because you know that they've chosen yes. to be with you or do something with you or something for you. And that, you know, the value in that is even greater sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I know I agree with that 100%. It's like, yeah, like you said, or, you know, as they're older, they do different things for you. And, you know, like you said, I think you do really appreciate that. Like, if one says, oh, you know, I'll get a takeaway tonight. Okay. (laughs) You know, or like, you know, still want to go on holiday with you and stuff. And you're like, oh my God, this is great. So, yeah, I do feel that you develop a different level of appreciation um, for the things that they choose to do with you um all the time they choose to spend with you and things like that so yeah no I definitely definitely recognize that but as you said it's it's uh as we talk about there's always these different ages and stages isn't it but definitely as they get older um you have that appreciation so that so the no's don't become as as, as painful as the yes because you're like there's a balance in there somewhere it's okay and it's what we want them to do we want them to be independent and have their own minds um so yeah we have to remember that's what we're that's what we're asking. Yeah, and I think we've just gone on that route, gone round round the trip, haven't we? So we started off with the things that you can control, and we've now ended up at relinquishing control mm-hmm. and being appreciative of what they are now controlling, and then sharing with us. Wow, mm, respecting that, here, <laughs> respecting <laughs> that they've got that as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. no, definitely. And I think, yeah, to, to you know, and just an exercise maybe for mums to do is maybe just sit down and write down, you know, all the things that maybe you, you're not sure about, you're, you know, kind of overwhelmed with at the moment. And I, you know, just kind of deciphering, is that is that within my control or is that not within my control? And that might be a starting point for just kind of trying to get clearer in your own mind of where you're at. Because I always think self-awareness, that just that self-awareness to begin with is always your stepping stone into that change. Oh, I love that. Mums, you heard it here. Do take that on board because it is invaluable, especially if you are on that verge of overwhelm. And what Joe just described, it doesn't even take five minutes. You don't have to take more than five, or definitely not no more than 10 minutes. But do, actually, I suggest anyone that listens to this episode should actually do that because it will benefit everybody no matter what walk of life you're in, no matter what you're doing now, just take on board that exercise that Joe has just described because that is invaluable. Wow, Joe, you've knocked it out of the park with that one. <laughs> I'm doing a lap of honour right now. You just can't see me. 
we are here to oh. serve we are oh, here to beautiful i love it i love it yes so you've heard it here and do share with us what you've taken away from today's episode what it's encouraged you to do what it's encouraged you to stop doing and let us know at mumsfiguringitout at gmail.com. Connect with us on social media. And we just love to hear your thoughts. And do do share the episode with a friend or family member because they may benefit from it too. So on that note, take care, stay awesome. And remember, you can let go of some stuff that's not serving you. Yes, yes. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.